Does anyone have any questions for Tim? Can you raise your hand, please, on the bar so I can call you in or physically? Don't have any questions. I certainly got loads, but I don't want to hug the hug the, the time we've got left. Okay. I don't see any hands. Are there any hands? Well, I've got loads. So, okay. What if somebody is willfully trying to call lots of group consciences because they feel, because of this concept you've talked about, they don't know this because they haven't read it, but they feel threatened by this. They feel like it threatens their autonomy. It, feel, if, it feels like you're taking over the group, can, trying to control them. They're saying all these things to you about this stuff. You know, you, you're, you're, what you're trying to do is you've been delegated authority, like you said, and you're trying to get on with the business, but they feel threatened by that. And they're, cause, they're, cause, they're calling lots of con group consciences. What would you, what would, how would you behave? What would you do to that? A really good, a really good way of, of dealing with this is to have an annual or biannual group inventory and to have it set down as the group procedures. We need things to be stable, which means, yeah, we will visit these big questions, but not every five minutes, twice a year. Save them up and then everyone puts down what they want to discuss and the questions which get the most votes win. Great. Um, I think it's not a bad practice. Just because someone has a thought doesn't mean it has to be discussed. Not every question that gets presented to the conference is discussed by the conference. In fact, only a small fraction of them are because you haven't got time to discuss everything. Uh, what you can do, you can have a, uh, if there's a, a, a lot of complaints, um, uh, what you can certainly do is have a you can have it written into the group procedures uh, of uh, anyone can have a stay, but then you have a vote as a group as to whether to consider the matter at depth or just postpone it and just put it as one of the topics of the group conscience. So people still have a voice, but then the group decides whether it's going to go forward and discuss this or whether it's going to leave it for another. Uh, another day so there are there are ways there are ways of handling it anyone else with more questions it doesn't just be anyone's got any questions <laughs> okay all right here we go sorry for example um aagb has written it's a new handbook which which differs to the us and Can canadian version the original so how how much do you think that how much how much should we be going from the us and canadian stuff and how much do you think we should be going from the aagb stuff in reference to this what do you think what do you think about that do you see what i mean uh yeah so we were if your home group is in great britain that's the conference you've signed up to mm -hmm. you're part of that now you don't have a group doesn't need to be part of the structure if it is part of the structure, I'm afraid that's the structure you've signed up to. It's the same principle as when you're in AA, speak AA language. When you go to Al-Anon, speak Al-Anon language. When you go to NA, you say clean, not mm. sober. So groups, groups can do, uh, can, can of course do what they want. But I've seen a lot of problems over the years with people trying to, um, uh, feed in things from the Ameri the, from the World Service Manual. Uh, 
it is conference approved literature, but it is not that which governs uh, how AA is run in Great Britain. So I just stick to the manuals. If you don't like the manual, you see the, the if there is a groundswell against something in the manual, let that be discussed by conference. Put a question for conference and do it that way rather than trying to hijack and go round the side by sort of manually introducing something to the World Service Manual. I, I think it, I've never found the need to look to the US manual, except for that there's some useful stuff on the legacy procedure. So some technical stuff, but their structure is radically different. They're legally different. So the, the, the legal framework is quite different and their structure with areas and districts is different. Gets confusing if you try and merge mm -hmm. two handbooks and, and try to, 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 because you can't operate out of both of them. Uh, how how would you reconcile, like you said, you talk, you spoke about a group not being very organised, but then also a group being organised in, in a local region to do public information drives, etc., and and take on some carrying the message to the the alcoholic that still suffers or the addict that is now drug fellowship in its community. How how would you reconcile those two? They seem mutually exclusive. You know, you either have you either organised and you go and do stuff, or you're not organised and you you're less fair. You see you see what I mean? Yeah. What well, by what I mean about the the uh, organization, Tradition 9, you organize as much as necessary, but as little as possible. The over-organization, I've seen in the last few years a particularly egregious example of the group trying to over-regulate how people do their particular jobs, rather than just leaving them to it. So the GSR in a group, policing, uh, how people do their service um, and people complaining about how people do their service rather than just kind of let just let them do it for six months and then someone else will get a job you know it's the problem will solve itself just because we have rotation um, excessively I, I you see the thing is if you've got very the, the, there's a paradox here if you have a good set of principles like the concept then you've got a framework for resolving any situation nimbly efficiently effectively harmoniously economically if you have no set of principles you've got to have remarkably complex horse trading to get anything done I sponsor people in other fellowships and in a fellowship which will remain nameless. They've refused to adopt the concepts and getting anything done is a nightmare of personality clashes. So you introduce the complexity at the level of principle. We're, yeah, it's a bit of a nuisance. We're going to have these principle concepts. Just like the traditions, it looks like a nuisance. But in practice, you introduce them at that level and then everything else becomes simple. You introduce the principle of once a year we discuss the biggest issues that the group has. Not everything, just the biggest ones that we have. Once you've got that principle, you can sail through the rest of the year. If you have no principle of what's going to get discussed when, everything has to be discussed the whole time. So you settle some big principles and then you relax. And then rather than legislating, for every possible eventuality, 
with exception clauses and exception clauses to the exception clauses. And you say, no, we won't legislate. We'll just we'll just play it by ear based on how the spirit guides us past the basic principles we've decided to adopt. Does that answer your question? Really good answer. I've got one more. I'm sorry, I'm hogging them. What if what if you uh, you're in a group where they're very well versed in the steps and the traditions, but they're not they just don't want to engage with the concepts. How, what, what would you suggest? How would you suggest approaching that? And, and you want to try and follow the concepts, but it's not really the dumb thing, you know. In yeah, the... no, yeah. So, so if no one's interested, don't, 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 don't try and promote. You see, tradition 11 comes. Tradition 11 is the answer. Attraction, not promotion. You say just casually in some group consciousness meeting, I think it would be great if we could apply the concepts. And then you shut up. If no one picks up on it, drop it. If everyone goes, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. Why not do that? Then if it's going to catch fire, it's going to catch fire. You don't want to sit there with your bellows pumping hot air into it just to, to force <laughs> it to catch fire. Uh, so if you, and this is a really good idea with groups. If you have an idea, say it once and then forget that you said it and if it is if it is a good idea it will have been heard it will land on fertile ground and grow so say it once if you say it twice in that was listen andres hi i'm sean Alec. hello thank you tim um earlier in your share you you mentioned that the fellowship, basically you, you talked about that the air was more relaxed than it is now. And I think you also mentioned Tradition 9 in connection with that. Could you, could you expand on that a bit? Yeah, so I mean, there, there are pros and cons. My experience of AA in the 1990s was it was completely chaotic. Meetings and groups were completely chaotic. No one at any I never saw a written record. I never saw a rent book. I never saw it, it was just done with the absolute minimum organization. No group had a bank account that I ever belonged to. Just someone kept a bit of money in their bedroom. They paid the rent and then they they wrote a check out of their own checkbook to um York and then reimbursed themselves out of the kitty. Um, I've been to meetings in London where the content of the meeting is dry as dust but it's very heavily organised the group is very heavily organised I went to one online a few, a, a few days ago where um, uh, it, when you joined the meeting as was in America, when you joined the meeting, I looked at my, because what I've got is my full name, my prerogative to have my, my full name when I'm um, at a meeting. Obviously, it's not public, so it's fine. Um, and I've got my contact details, a little list of links. Um, my prerogative to do that. At this meeting, when you came in, they standardized all the names. So they got rid of the surname, they said, what's your home group? Then they put the home group in, so everything looked the same. And 
all, there were lots of announcements at the beginning. There were lots of announcements at the end. Everything was super, super organized. And the meeting itself was like cardboard. And yesterday, I went to a meeting I loved. It was absolute chaos. The person that was chairing had been sober for a little while and was good-hearted and was loving what he was doing, but I don't think he'd done it many times before. And it was all over the place. You did not know what was coming next. And there was some real crackers of shares. It was wonderful. And some very new people who were just coming apart. And um, I loved it. And that's what I love about AA is the informality of it. And so that principle and tradition line of the as as organized as much as as much as necessary, but as little as possible. And uh, the, and the best way to do that, I think, is to simply, rather than adopting a policy every time a decision has to be made, just make the decision. Rather than thinking up a rule and writing it down for next time. Uh, that's where groups, I think, start to get into trouble. Well, we've we've I mean we're we sort of scheduled for an hour. I don't know if anyone's got any more. So we have sort of overdone that time now. I don't know if anyone's got any other questions for Tim. Um, I find it I found it fantastic. I want to thank you very much. Help me certainly give me give me a lot of mistakes I've made at my uh, my, at my group that I need to look at <laughs> uh, areas of inventory etc. Um, anyone got anything else to say or not? If not, shall we? Do you want to lead us out with the uh, serenity prayer, Tim? Yes, and then we can go and have our tea.